Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. For more than 20 years, uh, my mother lived in Florida. Florida. Uh, and, and now that she doesn't, uh, and, and I'm not a fan of that because she lives much closer to me, and as far as I'm concerned, you should live at least a thousand miles away from most of your family. <laughs> but now that she doesn't live in Florida anymore, mm-hmm. I can at least say I no longer have to go to Florida. Yeah, it's not a place where I want to be right now. No, 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 no. No lack of love for our listeners from there. If you're from there, though, uh, 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 get out. If you're from there, I sorry about Meatball Ron and all his shenanigans. Ron de Sucks. Do you do you know about his new nickname? That the why Trump is it gave Meatball? Him? Is it Meatball Ron? Trump started calling him Meatball Ron because Trump thinks he can make fat jokes, <laughs> <laughs> and that also. Guy, hey, if your name is one letter away from Ron, yeah, maybe don't give him a nickname Meatball Don, Meatball Ron, because it's just <laughs> Meatball Don is one letter away, buddy. Meatball Don, yeah. I mean, you fucked up, kid. That's a really, that's a really interesting take, though, that Trump doesn't get to make fat jokes. Um, uh, well, he also, probably shouldn't, being a big fat fatty himself. You, you know, that reminds me though. You know who has a stupid haircut? Me, Vin Diesel. Oh. Vin Diesel's yeah. got a dumb fucking yeah. haircut. Grow some hair, Yeah, loser. you bald fuck. What's he, who does he think he's fooling with that chrome dome? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We have a guest. Him. We do have a guest. Welcome back to the show. Sam Carico, everybody. Thank I, you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I had that that brief moment of like, did I just say your name wrong? <laughs> everybody does it. Yeah, no, but you nailed it first time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Sam, of course, the host of the Film Fan Club on YouTube. Uh, we had you on a couple years back. Uh, and then I think you you kind of took a hiatus on the channel for a little bit. Yes, the uh, 2018 YouTube had a lot of changes in the year 2018. They did they demonetized uh, my channel and stuff like oh, that, no. and uh, so it kind of became a little bit of a grueling thing. So I took a couple of years off. Yeah. The pandemic hit, and uh, I kind of revamped the format of my show. In 2017, I just kind of did straightforward movie reviews, yep. and in 2020, I, I kind of got a little bit more inspired by you know late late night comedy, mm-hmm. and thought it would be really fun to make like a late night style. Com- yeah. comedy talk show but yeah. about movies instead of you know your other news topics of the day mm-hmm. so oh so yeah God. the film fan club show in its current iteration is you know got the opening monologue and then uh, interviews and, and stuff along those lines so I, the, the 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 spark of creativity kind of came back in the the pandemic while we were out at home and it's been what three years now since then love that and it's been great to I see i love that format idea too that Thanks. sounds super fun yeah yeah, and uh, I had a chance to uh, be a guest uh, a couple months back, uh, and we got to sit down and talk a little bit about Black Adam. That's uh, right. After that came out. And that's a great episode, too, because you also talk about uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. and, and not just because both uh, have the word black in the title, which is a cool word, but also they both kind of deal with like like a what like an imperialism, imperialism. kind of thing. Imperialism, yeah. That we, it, there was a lot of uh, political overtones to both of those movies. That um, I think uh, I think I remember thinking that Black Panther handled it a lot better. Did you get a chance to see Black Panther? I since did. Then? Yeah, and you, you probably thought that it handled it better too. Agree, yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of movies with political overtone undertones that you yeah. wouldn't necessarily expect to have them right now, yeah. uh, just because it's just so fucking hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean. It's hard not to make stories around the potential fall of democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Just you know, off the top of my head, thinking back on some other recent superhero projects, like over on Disney Plus, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, of course, had heavy political. Overtones. The boys. Uh, the boys. Uh, Huge. Miss Marvel. Even. I, I, I mean, the bad guy in the boys is basically Trump. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's kind of like superhero a superpower Trump. Trump. Yeah. yeah. He's the definition of I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get and away not with it. lose any yeah. voters. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, and what's interesting about that too, you know, it doesn't even have to, it's so easy. Trump is such a larger than life presence and it's very easy to tag these things to him. But that's been a growing thing with the idea of celebrity and celebrity accountability for a long time. I mean, even going back just uh, when we were all younger, freaking Snoop Dogg going on trial for murder, you know, when people thinking that he murder got off. Murder was the case that they gave him. It's true. Uh, so <laughs> thinking that he got off because of his fame, you right. know. So, I mean, that that's just a, a thing. When he got off because he didn't do it? I think I, I believe <laughs> if the legal Question system mark? is to be trusted. Yeah, right, you know, right. Exactly. No, no. He was acquitted. Yeah. But and now he's just a hell of a peewee football coach. Honestly, so, you know, honestly, Snoop Dogg seems like the coolest fucking guy. Yeah. He like does. he seems pretty rad. I, like I'd, he would be very nice. I'd hang with Snoop Dogg, and it's not just because we have similar interests. <laughs> <laughs> you will hip-hop. love hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Hilton we, loves hip hop. <laughs> so we've been talking about having Sam on for a couple weeks now, uh, and it it really presented itself as a perfect uh, time with the Super Bowl uh, just last week, uh, and it's because the big game. The, the Hilton. Oh, oh, my bad. I don't want to get sued I'm, for saying the Super Bowl. I'm, no, no, I'm so sorry. Did I, I? Did you think I was referring to a football match? Yes. When I say the Super Bowl, I'm talking to my about my pre-show preparation. Oh, your oh oh your weed bong. I smoke a Super Bowl. So that's uh, uh, I of course not. I am I am clean as the your ganja bong. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm very. I'm I'm, I'm a straight edge, no, as straight as they come. Yeah, straight, that's <laughs> in every way that this means. That's people, people think Hilton. They think straight, straight as an arrow. That they just they just rigid. That yeah. just, just no unwavering. Oh boy, um, there was a game. There was a game during the game. They showed a lot of movie trailers. They did so. Movie guy seemed like the Absolutely. right choice for this week. There's a lot of them coming up. Yeah, and also too, like uh, you really have shown that you're not just gonna, you don't just go to the movies just for popcorn and and explosions. Like you 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 do go to the film with a critical eye. Yeah, I, I sometimes uh, call myself a, a cynical in. person. Uh, you know, a very uh, negative person sometimes. But I just like to I like to be impressed by movies. So I mean, uh, last year I really liked the Batman. You know, there's a lot of great movies that that have come out. But whenever a movie's bad, and unfortunately, a lot of movies they make are bad. I was uh, gonna say, isn't it weird to think that like just wanting to be satisfied with a movie seems like a lofty goal? I know people are like, why don't you just let people like things? I'm like, well, just let me hate things, you know, that's <laughs> I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's always kind of been like, like I, I get that. Like, yeah, when you're scrolling on Facebook and someone's bashing a thing, like you can be like, well, why don't you just let people like things? But also you could unfollow your negative friend. That's true. I think, well, you know, know, like, I think there's a line there, there between like someone like Sam, who is just pointing out the obvious faults of something that might not be good. And those people that are like, oh, you like that movie? You're a fucking idiot. Like those are the ones where it's like, man, let people like shit. Like just because yeah. I liked a movie that you that you think is objectively bad, don't shit on me. Like you're That's allowed right. to not like it. You're allowed to criticize it. You're allowed to do whatever. But it's once you're like, oh, you fucking idiot. You're not smart enough to realize how dumb that movie is. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And it entertained <laughs> me. Thank you very much. So there's two, there's two sides. There, there needs to be critique without attack. Correct. And, and there also needs the the ability to take critique or or to. Mm-hmm. To read critique without taking it personally, right? Maybe. Like, yeah, to be able to say like, yeah, I know it wasn't good, but it, it was fun. Yeah. Right, right. I, I tried uh, to ride that line. I mean, I'm sure I'm not going to pretend I've never done that with like sure. a friend or something, and we'll have a heated sure. discussion. Oh, you're allowed yeah. to like yeah. Star Wars and be like, wow, you're an idiot for like, you know, because they're my friend. But anytime I, I believe do a review, has said to me something along the lines of, oh, you like those movies? You're a fucking idiot. Well, I try to always in my reviews be like, this is subjective. It's my opinion, but here's what I saw yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. 
Yeah. But I, but luckily, you know, I think that uh, people feel pretty comfortable coming to me whether they like something or, or like like you know, Hilton. You were a little bit more uh, 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 laissez-faire, I guess, whenever it came to your <laughs> critique of uh, well, Black Adam. And yeah, you you. It seemed like I and I, I felt a little bit like I kind of disappointed you because because <laughs> I was uh, when I went to see Black Adam. You know, I just you know I was a I was a little little tipsy and I brought a, brought brought mom to the movie with me. I was like, we're just gonna go see a movie, you yeah. know, and it was. Uh, explosions and big special effects and the rock being an action hero, which yeah, it's not, it's not cinema. Mm -hmm. It's it's not highbrow in any sense, but like just for like a movie, like just to go and eat popcorn and be wowed by, by what's on the screen. Oh, it totally met my expectations. Yeah, yeah, and I was going into it a little bit more like, well, DC's on the precipice of this big change, and D James Gunn's coming in, and this is the one movie that could save it. The Rock's been trying to do this for 14 years. Is it going to pay out? There's all these like yeah. outside things the, I was approaching the, it with. The meta, and, yeah, and, but, and, it, <laughs> and it really there is a lot there. So, so you were not wrong to go that angle, but yeah, but I was just very much like, but man, did you see when he caught that missile and turned it around on him? <laughs> by uh, by by big changes coming to DC, do you mean the carbon their carbon copy of the Marvel plan that they're doing, yes, I guess so. Even yeah, the unveiling of the their their op their next slate, yeah. like looks exactly like the way Marvel does it. It felt you, like a phase reveal. Yes, phase it looked five. exactly like that. It looked carbon copy to that. It's not a phase. It's chapter one. It's not phase one. It's chapter one. Very different. And also, oh, yeah. I, that oh being, yeah, because they're going chapter one, gods and monsters. Yes. Yeah, which that is being a cool said, title. can I use yeah. that to bring in one of the trailers? Yeah, yes, totally. we go ahead and bring up the Flash. Yeah, because the Flash to me, I'm like, wasn't that just Far From Home? Wasn't or that no the way one home. with yeah, no way home? Yeah, yeah, that's just no way home. Because we had, uh, well, kind of, because we had Barry Allen seeing himself in another right. universe. Oh, and, and that, and, and they're the bringing Batman's. in alternate versions of other heroes. We have gone multiverse, like in in all, like it's not even just Marvel. Like it's like in comics now. We're just like okay, we're talking about the multiverse now. Yeah, yeah. It very much felt like DC was like, oh, uh, we we got a we got a multiverse thing too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, me too, guys. It's like DC is very much that little the little, little dog that's running it. Like, hey, hey, buddy, can, can I come with you, boss? What are we doing, boss? Hey, hey, hey. You remember that was from the cartoons, the big bulldog and the oh, little, yeah. hey, little yippy dog. What do you think? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That that one. That's DC. And Marvel is Spike. They have been trying to do this Flash movie since like 2014, I think. They announced this Flash movie before the Flash series started. And the Flash series oh, wow. is about to end. It's yeah. ninth season, like an end of the series. And before the movie comes out. So it's just and it's now it's, so, it's I didn't know they all these different released things. it. I didn't know they'd mentioned it that early. I knew around the Justice League time, which I guess also is is so much longer ago yeah. than you first realized. Yeah. You know, that they would have been talking about Flash and it just sat in development hell. And then obviously now it's sat in release hell, mm -hmm. uh, not just because of the pandemic, but because of Ezra Miller. I was just going to say yeah. the fact that he's still in this movie is jarring to me. Yeah. <laughs> the fact, I mean, because it's not like he, like, or I guess they, they, yeah. Sorry, it's not yeah. like they just had like a, a DUI. You know, it, it, it's not like it's they a, they it's a had pattern some, of behavior. That's they had some pretty gnarly accusations of like false imprisonment and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. There's correct? grooming. There's been assault. Yeah. Yes. Assault, grooming, um, uh, some kind of um, kidnapping or and, and home that's invasion. The one, yes. The kidnapping, the the false like. Buddy, as uh, I think, we need to talk about Ezra. <laughs> I think where they're getting a pass. Fuck yeah, I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> and, and I know they're not getting it, but where they're kind of getting a pass is maybe just in the wildness of all this. You think? There's something about like when people do something utterly crazy, quote unquote, you know, that's sure. so outside Allegedly. the norm. 
We don't that, know that, that he's been like, convicted. Oh, that can't be who they are. Right. Surely home invasion is not something Ezra Miller gets up to for fun. You know, there had to have been. So, so yeah, and Until I'm, the fourth maybe home invasion. I'm reaching. <laughs> they've done a little half and half. Like they've. I feel like they've acknowledged that Ezra has done some bad things because he's been problematic. Yeah, yeah. the studio is like he they are going through. I don't know if it's rehab or just like some sort of treatment. And and James Gunn has said, we'll reevaluate Ezra's position as the flash after that, which a lot of people have said that's just code for we're we're not going to renew their contract. Right. I see. So there's a a good likelihood that that they're not going to be the flash in the next Iteration of yeah. the movie, but so, they can't say that because they still got a movie to release. You know? Sure. Well, the statement covers to, they that. want people to come. Right. Right. It says that it's that he is or that they are addressing their issues. Mm. So that's good. And then um, I hope they are. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Those and, are some issues, right? But but so that's kind of like giving viewers the past. It's okay. You can go see it. They, they, they're working. I, right. I know they're broken, but they're right. taking care of it. Um, and, and honestly, we we've talked before on the show that. If if people are genuinely interested in rehabilitation and and, and fixing inner inner issues, then oh. they, they should be allowed to do so. We, we want people to yeah. consistently endorse yeah. growth. Yeah, growth and change and and whatnot. But and then it does, like you say, it leaves them open to not work with them later. It's just be like, you know what, they did their part, but it just wasn't enough for us. We're moving on. Right. Know? Yeah. I mean, it leaves it open for like, uh, you know, say he uh, say they're in a. Um, you know, some sort of a an inpatient program, and yeah. they leave early and don't finish the program and show you know that they're not fully in uh, um, engaged in their own yeah. growth. At that point, the studio has that out to be like, yeah, we tried, or it could just be like, you know, they they we would like them to focus, continue to focus on their growth on themselves. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a process; it's right. not over. We've got other movies to make. You know. Thank God we talked about that um, universe. Shouldn't kidnap people. I don't. Don't, I don't do think. that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think you should do that. It's hard not to talk about the <laughs> the, the privilege aspect of it too, because I feel like if I had uh, kidnapped person a person and groomed a person, I'd probably be in jail, not in like therapy. Yeah, you right? probably yeah. you, you right? probably yeah, wouldn't yeah, be absolutely. awaiting trial uh, yeah. in a movie studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it raises the question: Is like, do you, and, and, and did Warner Brothers enable uh, a, a pattern of problematic behavior? And mm. if they did, do you as a consumer want to go buy a ticket for that Flash movie? Well, and exactly. And that's not even getting into the consumer question because obviously Ezra alone is not that movie. There's an entire Correct. staff. Right. Yep. A, you know. That's why I bring up the enabling aspect because yeah. that's also tough. So it is. You're right. So, but and and especially on the heels of of the Harry Potter game and the controversy over that uh, among the gaming community uh, versus uh, people in the trans community speaking out against it and against J.K. Rowling. Uh, you know, the the question of ethical consumerism uh, has been coming up a lot lately. There mm-hmm. is none. And there is none, but that also that kind of blanket statement itself, it doesn't really sure. absolve you of your, your role in that. Exactly. Right. So, oh, I vote with my wallet constantly while still knowing that I I am not fully capable of of ethical consumption. Yeah. yeah. You know, so and, and I, because of that, I, I tend not to judge. You know, I, it's mm. I, I, I may not love that someone listens to Chris Brown, for example, mm. but that's fine. You know, you, right. you can do that, you know, and and again, someone who also hopefully maybe behind the scenes is working on themselves. I don't want anyone to be canceled mm-hmm. forever. But I mean, the people said, whose love for Michael Jackson's music just can't mm-hmm. be taken away from them. That's you know, like that's been the one that I've always been very voluntary about is I did not stop listening to Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I have not. We know? can't pretend that the music wasn't good. Exactly. Yeah. Because of what he did. You know what I mean? He did something bad. We can't pretend that those songs weren't. So that being said, amazing. 
Do you guys know what your intent is for this movie? Do you guys plan to go in the theaters? No. Do you guys plan to rent or anything? And it's not because of anything ethical. It's just because I'm not invested in these movies enough to pay for them at all. Okay, so you probably wouldn't even seen it despite the controversy. In, if we're if we're just leaving the controversy out of it and we're saying, what do you think of this movie? Will you see this movie? I would watch it, but I would not pay for it in the theater. I would okay. stream I, it on HBO I would Max. stream it, yeah, yeah because I, I'm interested in seeing it enough for that, yeah. but I'm not interested enough for a theater. Yeah. Because especially my particular situation wherein uh, going to the theater is quite a, um, a plan and an investment and mm-hmm. a you know, so so uh, the thought of wasting a once every three month trip to the theater on the Flash, yeah, yeah. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for something better. I hope. What about I, you, Sam? I was I, I'm definitely gonna see it because I mean I'm only human. They show me Michael Keaton returning as Batman, so yeah. I mean that's I, the part that where I'm like I'm definitely gonna stream it. Yeah, because yeah. I want to see that. Oh yeah, and then Batman and Ben Affleck. I think we talked a little bit about the Snyder movies uh, whenever you were on my show, Hilton, and, and uh, just seeing Ben Affleck back as Batman, and they're going back to uh, the ending to Man of Steel. Yeah, uh, it, it's a little bit like um, uh, I don't like salt in the wound a little bit because going back to the Henry Cavill Superman situation, they announced that Henry Cavill was coming back in October, only later that month to be like, never mind, we're resetting the whole universe. And now for this movie to be like, yeah, we're going back to his movie, not bringing him back, though. We're replacing him with Supergirl, who looks great in the film. Uh, It's it's a little bit insulting for me. Yeah, the big big, uh, alien spaceship at the end is is the ending to Man of Steel. So that'll be the third time, if you count ending to Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, where we revisit it from Bruce's perspective, and then now this movie. It's the third time they're showing us this battle, so they really love that battle. But uh, yeah, I was seeing they're ben like, man, Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon's gonna be good back. Uh, he's also he was also back in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. So they like he's this is a third time, and yeah. like, they love their Michael Shannon. It's been very interesting um, how what much a weird guy though. I love in Man of Steel when he goes, <laughs> "I will find him." He's like screaming, and he's such a cartoon villain. I love it. He has such an interesting like just delivery, and he's, he's yeah. like a he's, yeah. he's almost got a Walken esque yeah. mystery about the way he speaks. Oh, okay, I gotta listen to watch more and look for that. It's not, and I'm not saying he sounds like Christopher Walken. I'm saying that sort of um, enigmatic thing yeah. that you can't describe yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that. All right, cool. You said you were going to watch Man of Steel and in in rewatch Man of Steel to get ready for Henry Cavill's return. But even though he's not coming back, Hilton, you should still watch Man of Steel and you too, Zampino, for uh, the uh, just for the, the context for the Flash. I've seen it uh, once before. It was forever ago. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, a fresh view. I'm going to watch I'm it. Again. Like, yeah. I'm going to watch that and then the 1989 Batman because you know you got got to get right. hyped for Michael Keaton returning. I'm just so I'm fascinated by how much just like you how Man of Steel kind of became such a tentpole yeah. for that that universe. And I mean. It makes sense in a way, but also it really shows that DC kind of had to build based on the groundwork that was already there, Mm -hmm. you know, because and they have really tried so hard. Like if 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 the DC uh, EU had or is that what it is? It was the DC. The artist formerly known as the DC EU is now (laughs) the the DCU. So the DC EU, if they had a chance to do better, it this is an interesting kind of bow tie on on top of so many of the things that have come before and and it, it's because of that there's a there's something that makes me kind of melancholy about mm-hmm. this movie and, and and just factoring out the ezra miller stuff who yeah. uh is is a disappointment um it's sad that this movie gets to reference back to this to put a 
a bookend mm-hmm. on Man of Steel, and that that there's something so neat, and the, the continuity wonk in me is so loving. Yeah, this. it feels like Endgame a little bit when they're going back yeah. to the, the the all the parts that we loved about the the Marvel movies, because this will be uh, twenty twenty three is ten years since Man of Steel, um, so it will be exactly like the Endgame situation, but it, almost verbatim. But it also just kind of makes me sad because it also kind of highlights all the missteps along the what way. What could have been? Yeah, what could have been? I I'm no, I make no bones about it. This is my worst uh, trait about me is that I love the the Zack Snyder film. I think the Man of Steel is a very good film. I think Batman versus Superman, the ultimate edition, there's a lot there. And then even Zack Snyder's Justice League, those are that makes a really solid trilogy. And I I think I I said during our show, uh, Hilton, that uh, that they would have I I think that if they would have let Zack Snyder have a little bit more time to do his actual thing instead of doing the studio's mandated Frankenstein version of his movies, then they would if they would have been a little bit more patient, we could have really had some good payoffs. But now you're talking about the missteps and we're just kind of barely getting what we could have had. And, and I, I think I agree with you, too. Like, I, I don't love the Zack Snyder films, but he has a unique and um, thorough vision. Mm-hmm. I, I don't love all of his He's choices. Thorough, Jeffrey. Thorough. But, I, I, and I, but I've always doctor, said Jeffrey. you can't base your p- opinion on what you want it to be. You have to base it on what it is. And yeah. I don't love that he went with the older, grizzled Batman mm-hmm. in Batman versus Superman, but... Batfleck's journey has been a journey and there's been stuff to watch and and I can't act like it hasn't been a robust story with him. Yeah, he he changed he's a very dynamic. He changed more I think in in the I'm trying to think about to the Dark Knight movies, but I think Batman versus Superman gave Batman more of an arc than the Dark Knight movies really did because he yeah. has such a huge moral change in that movie. And and I know a lot of people are like, "Well, Sam, why didn't you like Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi?" because he kind of goes through a similar thing. And the difference between those two characters is that Batman this is a rebooted version of Batman. It's not it's not saying that like, oh, since 1989, Michael Keaton became a guy who kills or well, he did kill. people. Yeah. Not, it's not saying that Christian Bale, Christian Bale became a, a, a sad sack and, and ruined his life. Whereas Last Jedi was saying actually Return of the Jedi didn't pan out. And this is like a new different take on Batman. So it, it's different things. I, I think that's a, a BS question <coughs> to be asking you also. People like, ask it, me that. They're like, well, why did you like one but didn't like the other? Because they're fucking different. Good point. You know, Ooh, like, like, in your I, fucking face, and, question and, asker. And I mean, you... you <laughs> You get into it too with the the, the uh, you know you this is why like why I, I do enjoy the, the the content you make is because you you hit on unique you you hit on strong angles uh, you 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 put a lot of thought into this the idea of a Thanks. reboot versus an ongoing continuity it, it frees you yeah. to, to, to in there but also space nephew <laughs> and his battle in his family lineage versus. My parents died, and I'm fighting weirdos on the street. These are just two different stories. Fuck off. Space nephew and bat orphan. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, just, well, well, this guy did this kind of similar thing. Yeah, but is anything else the same? Back off. Space nephew and night orphan. Yeah. (laughs) Space nephew and night orphan. I totally acknowledge that my uh, love of the Snyder films is a is is a is a glass house. So uh, so I, I and so me being very outspoken about my what love for one, and then talking so much shit about the uh, the Star Wars sequels, I totally get the the situation I'm in. Yeah. Well, should we go to Indiana Jones then? Oh yeah, yeah good segue. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's another one too that you know there are some big missteps, but to get to see. Indy's life over the course of four, now five movies, mm. there's some stuff to love there's there. There's no way I'm not going to see this one. Yes. Yeah, my, my love for Indiana Jones is pretty deep. Yeah. and But I'm kind of, a, I'm like you are with the prequels. I kind of am that way with the Shia LaBeouf one. Mm-hmm. I just kind of pretend it didn't happen. It's not and good. It's not good. And so I just kind of ignore it. 
you know? And that makes makes it to where I feel like my love for Indiana Jones can't be but do you, harmed. Do you fear this one will also be poor? Mm. It might be, but I'm I'm still going to give it its shot because of my deep love for Indiana Jones. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. Like the first, the three I love so, so much yeah. and have seen so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, the the idea of just you know another chance to hear the music I know right and, you know those things that's why I at least give it the one watch you know yeah. and that's one that I am willing to do a theater watch for when I saw the teaser but trailer, I will be super fucking bummed if they let if me they down. ruin it oh my yes. god well, the I will be very upset the difference there is kind of like with the Star Wars prequels where like George made the prequels and they were bad um mm-hmm. I I think that Revenge of the Sith is a halfway decent film but uh meaning like half of that movie is okay. But uh, yeah, they're pretty bad uh, trilogy there. But That's at least, the one I like the best. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but at least they were George's movies. With the difference with the sequels is somebody took George's movies and then kind of bastardized them. And that's my fear with Indiana Jones because the fourth one is uh, is poor. But at least it was George and Steven Spielberg making them. So I'm like, all right, yeah. they got to do their thing. Whatever. Don't mm-hmm. wasn't for me. But then it, now they have other people doing it, and it's the same studio that did the Star Wars pre- uh, Star Wars sequels. So oh, it's wow. like, oh, if, so if it's me- if, it, if it's bad, I'm gonna I'm I'm so afraid I'm gonna have the same feeling of like, wow, you took my toy and tore it apart in front right. of me. How dare you? Yeah. That did be- you like all three of the original? Of the original? Yeah, I love the originals, oh, including man. Temple of Doom. I because uh, a lot of people give that movie shit. Love, There's a lot that's of my favorite one. Okay, that's because it's, yeah. it's insane. It's so weird. Yeah, I, love I watched it. all three. <laughs> after that teaser that first teaser trailer that yeah. came out where you were talking about the, the theme song and when the first teaser trailer like had that I was like oh my gosh go it was so exciting so I went back and watched all three and then I even watched the fourth one because I think I've reached the love the 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 acceptance phase of yeah so I'm just like all right it is what it is I'll watch it and enjoy what I like about it I like seeing the Russians as the bad guys as a nice change of pace hate the aliens hate the alien stuff so that's um, that's where it lost. Yeah, it was like, come on, man, make everything like when it was tangible, at least. I mean, well, pff, I say that the fucking the, they the become only, immortal in the third yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, right out the fucking window, and they're ripping hearts out in that's Temple the of one Doom. For me yeah. Is. yeah, no, I I immediately shit on my own. Uh, I'm an idiot. Well, Raiders the, is the best one, probably. I think Raiders is the best one, but then Raiders has that unique thing about the whole like where he doesn't impact the plot at all. You're right. It could, it would have all been the same if he wasn't even there. Yeah, but it don't have short round. That's short true. It does great. not have short round. He's the with his best part of that of fucking movie. No time for love, Doctor Jones. I still say that all the time. Oh gosh, yeah. Anytime I'm like running late or somebody, I'm like no time for love, Doctor Jones. Come on. That uh, fifth movie though, it, I'm a little worried though because it does have deep fake Harrison Ford, and it looks great in the trailer. I'm yeah. just curious, is, is it going to oh, be like great de-aged? throughout? Yeah, the yeah. de-aged Harrison Ford. Uh, is it going to look? Kind of like Tarkin and Rogue One a little bit, yeah. Because it, it, it looks great in the trailer, but those are the best shots, obviously. Right. And they also have uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge uh, playing his goddaughter in the film. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Waller Bridge previously played uh, the L three L three, the feminist droid in Solo, a Star Wars story, oh. which was not a favorite of oh. mine. So her <laughs> style of oh, she also I love that, that was a droid. visceral, okay. a visceral reaction. Okay. Maybe you'll love her character. And she also yeah. she also did rewrites for because she's a writer as well. She also did rewrites for No Time to Die, which added in I don't know I can't I can't back up what parts of the film she wrote, but she was supposed to punch up the the, the humor in No Time to Die, the James Bond movie, okay. and some of the jokes didn't land for me in that film. Okay, so I'm a little skeptical of her involvement here. What's the the show she did two seasons? Fleabag. Did you watch that? I did not, but I sh- I've heard it's very good. So I, I could. I, 
I liked that opinion. show. I okay. liked I liked it a lot too, but I will say the humor. But had... we've established I like shitty things. <laughs> well, I, I don't. <laughs> I've heard it's good. I, no, I, I enjoyed yeah, it. I don't know that it's shitty. I think if anything, the, there's a dryness to the humor. There's a, a flippantness to some of the characters and mm-hmm. storytelling Definitely. that I think people could be turned off by. Okay. So when you do, I, I I'd love to see uh, uh, what you think about it. Once, uh, once if you Fleabag or okay, Fleabag, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those shows that's like um, almost playing off of its um, uneasiness. Like it, exactly, it, you it know, definitely mm. plays in unease. Yeah, sure. Plays I feel like that. I always confuse that with Girls, the 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 Lena, Lena Dunham oh, show yeah, with yeah. Adam Driver because those are I don't, they're probably very different. But I'm like, oh, two shows that are similar. I've oh, yeah, never I, seen. I saw a little bit of Girls, and I would say I do believe they're pretty different. Yeah. Okay. What's so fascinating about Fleabag is there's interesting elements of character backstory that are hugely pertinent to the overall arcs of the show, but that they drip out to you. So there's a lot to learn about the characters. Highly, highly recommend. Okay. That, that it's, it's two seasons at six okay. episodes each. You could be done in an afternoon. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I love it's that. super short. Um, yeah. Before we get too far off of the Indiana Jones subject yeah, and, yeah. and the, the, uh, the depth of that music, uh, I believe they're making a documentary about John Williams. Oh, that, that would be cool. cool. I'm very excited about. Um, do you want to see if maybe we can find any any info? I I just recently saw, and I if I'm I hope I'm correct, but I believe that Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. is going to be wow making it. Talk about a legend. Yeah, it looks uh, like a Amblin TV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Uh, you Jaws name is it. A great Jaws too. Yeah, John Williams has done the music for most of your favorite movies from childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that'll be a cool one. And and, and obviously that's one of those things where, where a lot of those scores are going to probably be incorporated into the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not only going to be a fascinating story, but it's going to invoke so many feelings of nostalgia throughout. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of made for our generation. I mean, John Williams is the perfect example of sort of the underappreciated importance of the score mm-hmm. because people that really know movies and like movies talk about John Williams the way we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but the average person doesn't really put a lot of thought into the score of, you know what I mean? I guess Even so, then, yeah. But like, if you take a lot of movies, if you change that score, yeah. even a little bit, the entire feel of the movie is gone. You know what I mean? Like, you put yakety sacks under that. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking a whole different feel. Think about that trailer. You guys have probably seen that. It was an internet meme for a minute where they recut Ferris Bueller as like a horror movie. Oh yeah, you know, and and it's it's uh, you add some ominous music to something. Uh, you can... They did the same thing with um, Ladybugs, the okay. Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Brandis vehicle. <laughs> they did it like a David Lynch movie style. I well, think they did the opposite with the show you, which I've been watching on Netflix right now. It's very good. It's very addicting. But the show you, they they recut it without all his narration and put some happy music underneath, and it looks like a, a cute <laughs> rom com instead of a you know what it is. Oh wow, instead of quite dark. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, but John Williams though he transcends the because uh, you were talking about the average moviegoer doesn't really think about uh, the score. It just kind of you know is there it, and there. adds to the move. But uh, but I think John Williams is like almost like a rock star in like a Danny Elfman kind of way, where like yeah. people know even if you're not a film buff or listen to music scores often you, yeah. you know john williams is 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 where it is he's True. one of those names that i think has probably got a little bit more bleed into the the general public yeah just yeah. because he's so big yeah. you know 
But I mean, poor that's... Danny Elfman just he can only do a couple types of movies. <laughs> yeah. Have you did, have you guys seen Danny? This is such a sidetrack. Have you seen Danny Elfman's uh, any of his stuff from Coachella that he did like last year, yes. two years ago? It was I fucking was fucking rad. I've never had FOMO really? so bad in my life. I'm like, I should rad. have been in that con- at that concert. He's also fucking cut. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's, he's ripped, bro. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And plays shirtless. Like, it's awesome. He's got all these tattoos. I had yeah. no, I knew none of this. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Danny Elfman's pretty rad. <laughs> he's a cool dude. Left Oingo Boingo and went hard, huh? Yeah, he did. Damn. I think he was going hard in Oingo Boingo. He did some uh, yeah. Oingo Boingo songs at yeah, Coachella. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did a bunch of, yeah, he did, did some Simpsons, Oingo Boingo, yeah. and, then he, and then he did just a bunch of, like, his uh, score work. Man, I'm going to say it again, Oingo Boingo, just because it's funny. I know, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> this does look good, though, and uh, I kind of like, or I kind of getting a sense that there's going to be some kind of tie back to the old Indiana Jones movies, not just yeah. in the de-aging, but something about that dial of destiny to me. Oh, I thought they were going to introduce dial up. <laughs> That's what it is. The dial up destiny. He finds you, a modem. I was thinking about it. Could you imagine when it goes to the title card instead of playing the dun 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 dun? You just hear. <laughs> oh man, we played that on the show recently. Yeah, yeah. man. Talking about nostalgia for real. Like yeah. it was a visceral reaction from everybody. We were all just like no words, just. Oh, that's what that sounds like. <laughs> like oh, wow. <laughs> they have uh, that the 90s show. The weirdest ASMR. Yeah, they had that 90s show, which is okay. I like it for nostalgia, and I just turned my brain off. You but like they it have, so far? Okay, cool. Yeah, they have uh, Kitty Foreman get on the internet there, which is just something I would never expect to see, because, you know, it's okay. the 90s, and she's like, that's, she shouldn't be doing that. But they played the, di- the dial-up song, and or the sound in it, and I was like, oh, that, yeah, that's my childhood right there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now that you said dial-up song, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to sample that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a song. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We got to touch on this one, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, also, um, uh, this one, Guardians 3 and then uh, Flash, we both saw long trailers. But I did appreciate how Indiana Jones was like, we only need 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, they'll probably be a longer one. But, yeah, they're there like. Is, there oh, is, oh, okay. Uh, there is a longer one. But for the oh, Super but for Bowl. The, sorry. Yes. They, they just like throw them out of a plane. Show the girl. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, and say Nazi. Say Nazi, of yeah. course. Yeah. I was a little surprised to hear that. I was like in, in an age of where like, oh, I don't want to get demonetized. I'm like, uh, there's uh, there's oh, all yeah. these like, words. You can't say the F word on like, uh, uh, fuck. On, uh, I said it now just now. No, it's okay. You, you can can't say it, it on YouTube in the first like five minutes of your, your videos now or something like that. Or else so anyway, so really? I've been thinking wow. about all this while I've been making all these videos and I watched that trailer and immediately when I hear Nazi, I'm like, oh, he's going to get demonetized. I don't think you can, I don't think they'll demonetize you if you're fighting Nazis. That's, yes. Yeah, that's you got yeah, As long as you say I hate Nazis. You're that's fine. yeah. You got to have the words around. it. It's always OK to hate Nazis. That's the fucking lesson. a right. Yeah. AP APN baby. Yeah. Always punch Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians, Guardians three looks Jinx. good. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a genetically engineered raccoon. Oh, oh speaking uh, of I was which, just going to sing you a Coca-Cola jingle. Oh, oh. The, the a raccoon, he looks so cute in this movie. You oh, get to no. see Rock I never Rocket's origin story is yeah. something I never knew I wanted to see, but man, they're so good at making cute little things. Like what was in the last I couple like movies? They had baby like, Groot yeah. and now they're going to have baby Rocket and I'm just like I already know that I'm going to need a plushie of that. And he looks like he makes like a little otter friend yes. or something like oh, he's that hugging will make the a, otter. That will oh, make an gosh. amazing plushie. And, yeah. And then we get I think his name is Cosmo. He's the, the space dog. The space dog. Cosmo <laughs> Kramer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He's canceled. He knows what he did. <laughs> he's canceled. He does have golden retriever energy, though. Cosmo Kramer. Cosmo Kramer. Sure. I can picture a golden does, yeah. retriever just busting into uh, Jerry's apartment. Yeah. Oh, I was like, is this Airbuds? 
<laughs> air buds go to space. Yeah, air air buddies go to space. <laughs> the air space buddies. That's a deep cut though. Cosmo the space dog. Yeah. Well, and they previewed him. I think in um, the first one, maybe yeah, one of them. I think maybe he was in the collector's um, little area after it blew up or whatever. Because you remember how you see Howard the Duck at the end of the yeah, first Guardians yeah. movie? I think Cosmo's there too. Okay. She, I didn't realize that she was going to be voiced by Maria Bak- Bakalova from uh, Borat's subsequent movie film. I uh, knew that she was going to be in Guardians 3. That's but cool. I, I didn't realize that it, that was her role, which is kind yeah, of funny. She was so good in that. She yeah. was good in Borat. She was also good in uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last year, which was a hugely underrated film. I don't know I if don't you guys saw I it. I heard about it. You would think it's so funny, I think. I think yeah. you guys would both really like it because there's a lot of, like, it's hard to do uh, uh, modern uh, re- modern self-referential, self-referential humor, but, like, one of the one of the characters is a podcaster, another is, like, an influencer, and it's okay. like, and it, you'd think it'd be cringe, but it's really good, actually. And, nice. and Maria, Maria Bakalova was good in it. Nice. That's good, and good, too, because I one of the things that we, we, we watched a lot of trailers She today. got Giuliani in trouble <laughs> she did didn't she uh, fuck yeah guys, she did I, juliana got himself in yeah, trouble yeah come on sorry it's it's yeah. due, but he's, that was poorly worded yeah juliani doesn't take much you that's know, true take a little hair dry a hair dye in a landscaping company but you get juliani she, in trouble her good acting led to a scenario where juliani got himself in trouble yeah how I'm, about that i'm just reading about her her audition process for borat and she thought she was gonna she was because it was so secret she thought she might be being human trafficked or something because because they were they weren't telling her what it was really about and then she got in the Giuliani situation. I'm like, damn, that movie for her just must have been a nightmare, <laughs> right? <laughs> what an experience. So uh, she got she got all the weirdness of like 70s Hollywood in a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And but with Borat though, talk about making like a because uh, Borat in 2006, a lot of people like to be like, oh, you couldn't make this today, and yeah. then they did, and it was right? just as funny. Sasha Baron Cohen God was like, watch him. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love him. Yeah. yeah. What? What? A, not only um, a, a, an unflinching uh, attitude when it comes toward you know putting himself out there, mm-hmm. but also a willingness to challenge himself to find a way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, pretty. Uh, I hate that, but a pretty active activist. Yeah, those yeah. two words together. Yeah. And, but yeah, he's he's, he's active activism. Goes to show you can do the shock humor and you can do the quote unquote, activist. Yeah, you can do the quote unquote offensive humor, but as long as there's a context around it to where the, the audience recognizes this behavior is not being endorsed by the correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't You're, be offensive and be funnier than you are offensive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, but I, uh, uh, but yeah, Indiana Jones, I'm down. Also, Gar- you Guardians three, we didn't Guardians, get to, yeah, yeah, yeah we were point. we were going to Guardians. Oh Thanks, yeah, we buddy. went all over. Yep, you got, got you, got you. I am going to cry during this movie. Oh, I already yeah. know. They've oh, already, yeah, they've already established like, hey, we've we've we we already let you know that we can make you cry, yeah. and this isn't the last movie. Yeah. So get ready for the last one. Yeah, because you're gonna cry a lot. They have so many lines though, where he's like, "Are you guys ready for one last ride?" And then yeah, Drax is, is like, "I'm so happy to have uh, served with my friends." And uh-huh. then they're like, "We're gonna fly." off into the sunset together. There's a lot of last trip energy. Oh my God. One last ride, guys. Oh, it's so sad. I'm sorry. Or not sad. It's melancholy, I guess. It's, I, I'm torn. Part of me has, um, is is getting a little sad and tired of Marvel saying goodbye. We say (laughs) goodbye a lot in Marvel lately. We're also meeting a lot of new people. I think with phase four, there was so much like, oh, now we get to meet Moon Knight. And now we get to meet uh, Ms. Marvel. And now we get all this stuff. And, you know. Got to say goodbye to say hello. But also, when we don't say goodbye, (laughs) we get, when we don't say goodbye, we get recasting. 
And yeah. that's the one thing that Marvel has done very carefully. Yeah. Fair. Either little to little recasting. Very little recasting. You know, yeah. and it's very rarely in major roles. You know, Rhodey uh, being one of the few. I was going to say, Terrence Howard's like, what am I, chopped liver? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, I mean, if you count Edward Norton, that was yeah. a pretty oh, big one. Too, right. Yeah. yeah. Edward Norton, um, uh, Terrence Howard. And then most recently, uh, you know, through, Harrison Ford, right? Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. going to come. He's going to play uh, uh, William Hurt's role. William Hurt, who yeah. unfortunately oh, passed yeah, away. Yeah. You, you have know, to there. So. Uh, and that's an interesting one because obviously, you know, with the with the, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, they made a, a, a conscious decision not to recast. And mm-hmm. and, and I, I think that's part of it, too, is we, we said goodbye to that character recently, even mm-hmm. though we all said goodbye to Chadwick years ago. You mm-hmm. know, we kind of had to revisit that with Wakanda forever. And, um, you know, now with Guardians 3, there's been there's been rumors for a while that mm-hmm. we're going to say goodbye to at least one cast member. And that trailer well, we know we're saying we know we're saying bye to Batista. Yeah, because Batista he said he's, he's already back. said he's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seems like James Gunn. Well, I mean, obviously he's the new co-chairman of, of DC uh, Studios, but uh, but it, it, he seems like he's a little over the Marvel thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if him as the writer director wants to put a big bow on this. So uh, he's like, hey, don't butcher my franchise after I leave. You know? Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm excited. I love a good end of the line story. Uh, I I love uh, the James Gunn stuff's the only DC stuff I've liked. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the, like the Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad and, and Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker surprise. Oh, the guy from, I think one of you guys pointed out the guy from Peacemaker's ruled. back in this. Yeah. Peacemaker ruled. Yeah. I yeah. just rewatched it again. It's so fucking funny. The ending to the Suicide Squad is one of my favorite comic book moments in recent memory. The part where uh, the the rats all come in and mm-hmm. it, they tie it oh, into yeah. that character's, her, her dad's yeah. storyline. Yeah. And, and that little they bit with her dad and Taika Waititi. Yeah, it and was they, tie very it into, sweet. Um, they tie it into uh, Idris Elba's storyline as yeah. well. And the, everybody gets a moment at the end of that movie. It's such a good film. But Peacemaker was good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the guy that played... Uh, 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 Ch- uh, Mern, the guy that was running the uh, the outfit, uh, yes. he's going to be back as the High Evolutionary in Guardians Three. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to say the actor's name because I will butcher it. Right. So, but I'll I'll get on that for another episode. Chakwudi <laughs> Iwuji, fuck you. Just say it confidently and you nailing know it, it. Yeah. nailing it right first time. <laughs> I Appreciate just thought you. I'd try. Now you know what it is. You know what it is. I you know what pulling back the curtain. You have a show tonight, which means you have been practicing speaking. For a couple days now, I haven't though. I started preparing this morning, Hilton. I haven't wrote a set in so long that I was like, "It's weird, right?" I, I, my handwriting has changed since the last time I wrote a set. Comparing it now to the last set I wrote, I'm like, "Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to read my fucking gross handwriting." This is a little bit of a sidebar. Do you guys? Uh, I use Google Docs whenever I do the monologues for my show, which is uh-huh. the, the closest thing I do to a set. But like, is it, it does it help to have it handwritten, or do you prefer? Do you ever do like a Google Doc or a notes or whatever? Uh, if I could. If I could afford to stay in printer ink, I'd probably print stuff more often. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I handwrite. I handwrite sets mostly out of That's both better than the habit. Um, it's way better than the phone because you're not having to worry about it going to sleep. Yes. Um, yes, it's right there the whole time. It's a little bit larger. Uh, I just set it on my uh, stool right next to my water. I was going to ask if you have like, yeah, because Bill Maher has like a, a, a like a music sheet thing that he brings. To, a little lazy when you go pay $60 to see Bill Maher and he brings a, a little. Here's know, my thing. There's thing. a lot of there's yeah. a lot of back and forth discussion about comedians and using notes. Yeah. Um, I've seen. Plenty of comedians, headlining comedians, pull it off just fine. 
Jerry Seinfeld. Have you guys? Did you guys see Jerry Seinfeld when he came this no, last time? I didn't, uh-uh. didn't he was the him. worst about it. Like I think really? he, he's realized he's re, 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 he's sorry. Excuse me. He's reached a point where he's like, I don't have to really. I don't want to say try because he, yeah. obviously he's Jerry Seinfeld. He's trying. He's writing all these. This material is great. A lot of it though was from his book. Is yeah. this anything? And a lot of it was like, all right, let me go see what I have next. And I'm like, like, like stopping the show to do, to do it. I'm like, oh, if yeah, I paid no. sixty dollars to see for me, yeah, there's 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 an art to it of to to looking at my notes. You mm-hmm. know, you you do it during a laugh. You go get a sip of water and you just glance, you glance down. That's smart. Yeah, yeah. You have it on the stool next to the water, yeah. so they don't even realize that you're doing it. Right. I, I saw online a a, a stand up bit uh, or a ten minute, you know, like a set where uh, the guy was. He made like a recurring bit out of it almost where he was like, uh, he's like, don't look at the notes. Don't look. And then like seven minutes mm-hmm. in, he finally did, And everybody goes, ah, you know, and it's like, I was like, that's I thought that was a smart way to incorporate it. Yeah. For yeah. me, um, I just I have accepted the fact that I have uh, memory issues mm-hmm. that while I will remember my jokes, mm-hmm. remembering the order in which I want to tell them yeah, how to do is it a fucking thing that I I've never been able to master it. Do you do the bullet points kind of thing? Or yes, just, just I like pretty, a, yeah. yeah, no, I don't write them. Uh, they're, they're definitely not written out verbatim. Mm. Um, it's essentially almost like a set list. That's smart. Um, and that's a thing uh, that I've talked about once before on the show is that I, it was a thing almost coming like from yeah. being in bands. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a security blanket to have my set list. Yeah. Uh, you finish one joke or one song. Oh, what what's the next song? I can't remember. You yeah. know, uh, I because I, uh, like my opening monologue, I have my Google Doc open like right below my camera, like mm-hmm. almost like a teleprompter, except I have to manually, you know, go through it. So I had it in whatever I did. I did stand up one time uh, so far, but it, it, but I just copy pasted my monologues, the best of my monologues mm-hmm. into into a set. And so I had it all there and verbatim wouldn't probably do that again. Yeah, it's too much, too much yeah. to get distracted by. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, the 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 exceptions are if I've like, uh, for example, tonight I'm doing a bunch of brand new stuff that I've never done before. Yeah. So um, might I'll, be a little bit more. I'll have more bullet points than I would normally to help me remember, you know, the, the, the structure that I'm going for. But then at the same time, I'm also kind of working out its final form on stage in the moment yeah so Mem- yeah. memory is a real bitch you guys it's real hard well, especially hard. if you especially if you party really really <laughs> hard in your 20s that's the thing guys uh, be good to yourselves in your 20s so you can remember shit in your 40s Oof. marijuana why forget tomorrow what you could forget today yeah <laughs> yeah because marijuana was the one that fucked you up. no it definitely was not <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm definitely in the theaters for Guardians for sure. Yep, um, yep. Uh, Marvel movies will still get me in the theaters. That's the thing. For the most part. Yeah, there, there's there's very little that they're putting out that I will not go see. Uh, you know, I I had no interest in the characters of the Eternals, but was still so curious. I did wait it. for streaming for that one. That's did the one you? I yeah. yeah, that was a one, that was an easy skip. That did you guys pretty, both see it though? Did you no. see him? I, I still I haven't seen it. Not impressed by it. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, you're so wrong. Or not me particularly, but I've seen articles like, why you're wrong about Eternals? And I'm like, ah. eh, it was boring. Sorry. Sometimes my critiques are like 45 minutes long and it's like very in detail, but sometimes like boring movies. Boring. Skip. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, I was bored. What do you want from me? There's right. very little that I've ever been even curious to see again. Sam's mm. show this you week know? was 15 seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> you just said it was boring. He was What's just it a, called? It was Eternal. just, it was just <laughs> a, a, an intro. And uh, then he said it's, it was boring. And then the credits. Yep. Yeah. 
The monologue was just a big thumbs down. <laughs> it was just emoji. Uh, if I could, for I, I don't know if you guys have seen Ant Man yet. I just saw Ant Man last night. I have not and, yet. Uh, yeah. It's uh, thumbs down. Oh no! Really? Oh no! Right. So that'll be the review for that. Well, and I'm Sucks. seeing a lot of uh, a lot of negative critique on that already. Yeah, so. it's bad. And I hated Loki, and it's a lot of the bad things about Loki. Bring they brought they expanded on. So unfortunate. Uh, but again, I, I'm not. Everybody. So a lot of people are. I see you, Hilton, making a face. Did you like Loki? I love Loki. Exactly. I'm, I'm so, fine. So yeah, you'll <laughs> but, be great. But so I'll probably thing. love this movie. But then. that's the thing <laughs> is, is I'm also of a unique breed. I have not disliked a single Phase Four property. Yeah, you are very unique. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the, <laughs> and, and like I've even like even this morning I was kind of thinking about it. True story, because. There's so much hate. There's so oh, I know. Every just, comment. See, I'm about Sam's, to revert into that guy I was that say, I talked Sam's about. Sam's reaction Everyone's, was like, "You are unique." So much so, in fact, that I'm about to fight you. Even a lot of <laughs> even a lot of the nicest ones that I see online, the comments, and and obviously the comments aren't everything because there's plenty of folks that don't comment. But yeah, even some of the most generous comments are like. It was kind of mid, you know, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like I'm when like, you have the highs, though, of phase three, like starting off with a banger in Civil War and then coming to an absolute like amazing high point with Infinity War. It, it, it just I, I, I think once you reach that high point, it's hard to reach those highs again, especially yeah. when they should have treated phase four like a, another phase one, like which they did in some ways, which but they still had the world ending in every single movie. Like, so it's oh, you can see that's interesting. It's yeah. hard. I mean, in, in Iron Man one, it, he, it was like a business like thing. Like He was trying to stop the guy from taking over Stark Industries. It wasn't like the world was about to end. That's a great so, point. So yeah, when you have Eternals like literally destroying the world. Yeah, because Eternals was about the world. Uh, Multiverse Shang of Madness was and, about and, the world. Uh, Shang-Chi. I don't know if Shang-Chi was, was treated as global stakes, but what that, happens is you, you, that you, one was that you monster felt yeah. like global Oh yeah, stakes. they did a big monster at the end. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. big CGI monster fight. Yeah, they elevated too quickly. It's like, ah, yes. oh, fuck, we did, we did a world ending too early. Now, yeah, where do you go it, in the next one? It's yeah. hard to do it's hard to do Obadiah Stane again from mm. a from a CEO perspective. But even, it's hard to do Obadiah Stane again in your movie. I when you 100 have done percent forgot time that travel served yeah. saved Jeff the world. Jeff Bridges bald though. That's I how I remember. So it. Sorry, what a but stupid haircut. <laughs> when you said it, <laughs> stupid haircut on him. When you said bald. it, back. what a loser. When you said it, I was I I didn't remember that that was the character's name, and yeah. I was like. What are you saying? You're like, you're like no one Who? is named Obadiah. Fuck you. I would counter though with uh, <laughs> that bald, kind of was as I was like nobody. Yeah. Na there's nobody named Obadiah only in real life. Bald man would be named bad. Obadiah. Yeah, only a bald idiot would have. Fuck that. him. Sorry. The, but no, uh, he he shaved his head for that movie, which I, I appreciate yeah. that he was like, no, I want to no I bald cap on for me, baby. Exactly, and now you can't say that for a lot of the Marvel movies nowadays, and they all feel. I think yeah. my my opening line in my there's monologue. no bald cap on me. There is so much. There's there's cost cutting. There's right. cost cutting. Yes. There's saving money. There's trimming. That, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing is there's not that sense of going as all in to create as good a product as possible. You know when you screenshot an image so many times that it becomes super pixelated by the end. And yeah. It's like, or, or you copy, you Xerox something so many times yeah. that it, like you can barely see what it originally was. That's what it feels like we're at with Marvel. And that's unfortunate because I was going to say, you, you ah. say it's hard to go from the world ending in the first movie to something smaller in the second movie. I would counter with the Suicide Squad because the, the world, there was a big bloom, blue beam at the end of the first Suicide Squad movie. And then James Gunn made the second movie about a coup in South America. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yes. a, that's, Starfish? Uh, yeah, mean, Starfish. Yeah. But, but really, at its heart, it was about a, a coup in South America, mm -hmm. an American uh, m military intervention, yeah. which is 
in a comedy movie, you know, and right. it was handled so well. Well, well but but I, even the starfish felt like a step back from a world ending. Like it right, was right. It was more like uh, instead of the world blowing up, like here's a kaiju. <laughs> and even then, the CGI monster at the end of the first Suicide Squad movie looked like like dog shit. In the second, in 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 yeah, uh, Starro was a big CGI monster, but it it felt it looked oh it looked it, fantastic. Yeah, it looked great. That movie, I you great points, but I will that movie might have a bit of an asterisk because of. The steroids? first Suicide Squad has so such bad. negativity <laughs> yeah. that James Gunn may have gotten a bit more of a blank check than a lot, of, at least in terms of permission, than a lot of you other people do. You can do whatever you do. want with this, yeah. And, and I, I, that movie didn't really hit that many home runs. It needs an asterisk. <laughs> it, it's, it's a question that I've been asking myself a lot about Marvel, especially with Phase 4, is that it, am I just a fan of this world and characters enough right. that stuff that is, a say, a 7 instead of a 10 is fine for me? That I'm yeah. just not, I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like I like I, I I said like this morning, I really sat there and I thought about like which ones have been some of my least favorite. Mm. Like what did I you come to. I didn't love Moon Knight as much okay. because it was a little slow in parts. Okay. And because they didn't, you know, there was a little too much of the whole cutting away when the yeah. action happened. Yeah. I did skip that one. But um, you know, but I didn't I, I didn't finish it. It yeah. lost me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, but and also, few of them lost me. But who was uh the villain in that? Ethan Hawk was so good. Oh, he yeah. was in that one. You know, and, and and the female lead, I can't remember her name. I'm so sorry, actors. It's a very memorable yeah. show. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, or we got to go to Egypt. I mean, there were so many cool things there that I was like, I no, I, I still can't hate it, you yeah. know? Or um Wonder Woman 84 took you to Egypt, too, and it wasn't that great. Really? See, yeah. I didn't see Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> of the series too. that we've had, uh, I think WandaVision still tops for me. I liked WandaVision a lot, actually. It was the very maybe it was because it was the very beginning of Phase Four, so I hadn't been quite as jaded yet. But I am one of the few people that actually really liked WandaVision. I fucking Vision loved it. See, I think that was a, a bit of a misstep for them to release so early because it, it really set such unusual expectations for a lot of people that I think when everything else was more of just a standard narrative. Yeah. Because I I feel like a lot of people liked WandaVision more than the rest of the line. Yeah, the way it dealt with like grief and and trauma and, yeah. and all that stuff in a very like heady kind of way you know Absolutely. like make you know it was or not heady, yeah. but like made it like no you're larger right. than life it yeah. was more, and it was more cerebral than some of the other shows because of the because of the metatextual nature it of did it. become a big cgi fight at the oh, end yeah, which yeah. All, all marvel movies do yeah, uh, right. but uh but yeah it had more there than something like and uh, Catherine fucking han yeah right yeah, yeah. she was great in it yeah she yeah. is really i don't know if i want to see a whole show about her but they're right, gonna give yeah. us one regardless we'll see. <laughs> i do i because i think she's just such a great comedic actress that i would i find her well, that engaging yeah. and i I guess that's another thing too. Like I would watch a series of just her campaign manager role from Parks and Rec. Yeah. But like, like I'll watch an Agatha show just to see what it's about. But yeah. like, I won't expect it to be Civil War. You know, right? Same, same for with, sure. Like it's good to know what you're getting into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to go in with a ton of expectations, right. but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, like, like I think it'll be enjoyable. I think it'll be. I think it'll be funny. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's it gets a little frustrating though because it's like. I, I just I, I guess you have to meet meet them where they're at. Yeah. But sometimes like oh you're you're using your your limited resources for for something like this instead mm -hmm. of something like that. You know, so I I, I am a little bit disappointed. Like the the, the Marvel stuff on uh, Netflix, I thought was a great tone to mm. dis differentiate yeah. themselves from. Uh, so I would just love to see more stuff like that and less stuff like uh, yeah comedies. But that's the thing too that's that's hard for me is is like the Daredevil season one and two. I haven't seen three yet on Netflix. It's great. Two, one and two are so good, and I've I've enjoyed them so much. But then I know in season three, which again I'm sure I'll love because mm -hmm. it, it's going to be great. It was by the same team, but they f I know that they went a different way with Bullseye. Yeah, and it's like like or with like Luke Cage, they changed so much of his story. 
And that's one thing that I do have to credit the Disney Plus shows is is they've largely done a good job of sticking to the stories very similar to comics. You're gonna is it because of how Ant-Man. good Colin Farrell did Bullseye? Man, right? Yeah, they do the same thing. Well, because I, I just you a, bring, you bring. I know there's a couple. Like I know there's a real big one that's very different. Yeah, I don't know what is a spoiler and what's not yeah. a spoiler, but they change a, a comic book character uh, yeah. significantly to the yeah. point where in my monologue I say like, "What is the point of bringing in a comic book character if you change everything about him? Yeah. Am I just supposed to be or even Kang? I guess because I'll just go that route because it's more not a, it's less of a spoiler. They obviously haven't introduced the Fantastic Four yet. Yeah. And in the comics, Kang is Nathaniel Richards, which is a descendant of Reed Richards. Exactly. And mm. you can't, and that, and that's why we're, we we like the characters because of the personal relationships with the main characters and see how they bounce off of each other. Now, if you strip all that away and just say, no, Kang is mustache trolling villain now. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not what I wanted. Well, that's like, uh, you know, to go back to Black Widow. Like, I, I don't love the fact that they abandoned the original Taskmaster concept. Mm-hmm. But luckily... I feel like there's a chance that they can still bring that in later, you know, mm. and and this character was at least interesting. Like a Mandarin kind of thing, right? Where yeah, they, they, they're yeah. like, oh, this isn't the real Save Mandarin. Save it with the man. Like, so, uh, um, yeah, we. I, I thought you guys were, I thought you were fucking up the word Mandalorian for a second. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about the Mandarin. The Mariander. Yeah. Like, I was like, uh, do you, wait, like, I was like, why are you bringing up the Mandalorian? No, I was no. Yeah. The villain from Iron Man three, which yeah. everyone was disappointed by Ben Kingsley, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Or he played like the, was an actor. Yeah. He, he was just using the title of the Mandalorian and then they're like, well, we'll give you the real Mandalorian in the, um, in the, uh, the Shang-Chi movie. And then, okay. which I was going to make the joke, like it's a little bit disappointing because, uh, the Shang-Chi movie didn't quite live up to the expectation of the Mandarin. Cause the Mandarin is supposed to be like this, like Thanos level threat. And even, I think both attempts were a bit of a swing and a miss, which is disappointing. Gotcha. Yeah, there's gotcha. a lot of stuff with Marvel right now. It's like it's. I think it's it's interesting because we reached the really really deep lore phase yeah. of it, which is a good and bad thing. Because, uh, yeah, you just get so zany in something like Ant Man. Well, and I was gonna. Say, I think maybe I have a little bit of an advantage, being that I'm I was a comic book fan growing up, but I'm not as deep in the lore mm. as someone like Hilton, so yeah. I'm not as attached. Mm-hmm. To well, Hilton some reads of the a lot of the, the the current comics too, right. and that's what it seems like. Marvel today and even DC to an extent is trying to reflect the current comics, right. which I find to be a really weird choice because I mean, we all appreciate the the stuff from our childhood, right? You know, so I don't know. There's a ghost coming There's in the a studio ghost. right now. There's a ghost in my house. No, it's, it's a great just song. the door didn't get closed all the way when Hilton went to make peepees. What an asshole. A little peek behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> yeah, old, it's old, uh, old weak bladder Hilton is what they call him. I, I'm very proud of myself for being able to. I have. I'm, I am one Americano down and one uh, water down. And I'm, and I'm and waiting. And a bottle of water. And, and still yeah. haven't had to go. And I'm waiting until I absolutely need to because I'm just treating it like the Joe Rogan experience. Lucy, you're not allowed on this show. The dog has Hi. made an appearance in the Hi, studio. Oh, my gosh. You were so sweet. You are so sweet. See, I'm a, I have a cat at home, so I don't usually get this uh, pleasure of petting a dog. Of someone that wants your attention. <laughs> oh, no, my cat. Oh, don't. you're not one of those guys, are you? You don't hate cats, do no, you? No, no, no. But cats are, 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 are very, very much on their own terms. They yeah, very independent. Yeah, they're very much like, uh, you get me whenever I want you to have yes. me, and that's it. I have, Lucy is like, at all times, please, God, right now. never <laughs> stop touching me. <laughs> Hilton, do you find it a problem that the current Marvel uh, and DC movies are reflecting the modern superhero or superhero comics? Or like, I kind of wish they would stick to pre 2000 
Marvel comics. Yeah, it's it's so because especially in like you know we've got uh, with Phase Five or Six coming down the pike, we've got uh, Avengers Secret Wars. Yeah, which I'm guessing in many ways hopes to harken back to the original 1980s crossover Secret Wars, which mm -hmm. was one of the first crossovers that, that ever came out. But then we have stuff like Civil War, which kicked off uh, season three or uh, phase three, which is, I believe, a two thousand five Marvel crossover. Oh, see, yeah, and I like Civil War, so maybe I maybe they should. It's know. it's a tough question because some of those classic stories obviously uh, gained that status for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and, and for some of the older comic heads or or newer heads that are just checking out some of the best. There's going to be great uh, points to touch on there, great narratives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a reason those stories have lasted. But some of the modern stories have had the benefit of having modern context, mm -hmm. which has kind of added um, a viability mm -hmm. that others might not. Um, but there's also, you could also make the timelessness argument of some of the, something a little bit older. Exactly. Um, uh, it just depends, I guess, on your... My, my, I guess the reason I think this is at the for forefront for me is going back to James Gunn's DC announcement. The Supergirl movie is going to be... Um, Based on a run, I think from like last year, yeah, or two years ago, Tom King's Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Is that a good? Do you know if it's a good run or not? I'm, I'm just a little bit skeptical I, of something so recent being adapted so quickly. I haven't read it. Okay, but um, uh, and I, I I think it's Tom King. It might be Tom Taylor. It's definitely one of the two. One of the Toms. Uh, e either way, uh, it is a highly acclaimed series. King of Toms. So so I have faith that it's a good source material. Okay. What concerns me is the idea of introducing Kara as possibly a more aggressive or warlike uh, a Kryptonian because she was uh, a more closer to adulthood when she saw Krypton destroyed. Yeah. Um, and they that set the bar pretty high with the Helen Slater one. <laughs> the one from the 86 or whatever? <laughs> no, don't you dare. Uh, that's... Um, uh, yeah. That's Billy Jean, baby. You're distracting me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the movie you're talking about, right? The uh, old, the old Supergirl movie. Yeah, 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 the, the one original. with Helen Slater, yeah. not related to Christian Slater, even though she played his sister in a movie called <laughs> The Legend of Billy Jean. Interesting. Um, you ever seen The Legend of Billy Jean? You're I have not. No. Oh, that's one worth worth dipping into, just because okay. it's 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 very it's a wild story. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's got Yardley Smith in it. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's worth from the watching. Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. The biggest takeaway of, of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow or any Supergirl story that touches on her being far old, older than Kal-El when she yeah. was sent away from Krypton should not be that she's aggressive. That mm -hmm. should not be the takeaway. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the biggest concern that I have and that I've seen a few other people mm. worry about the James Gunn announcement is that, that he may be pushing for a an aggressive... Um, and I know I keep using that word, but I just can't think of a better one versus Clark, who is a peaceful, reactive superhero. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Kara's a, a great character and her um, story of adjusting to life on Earth yeah. can be told and can be told well. But it has typically been told well when she interacts with a Clark who's already been here mm. uh, to kind of That's be that point. offset for her. So. Yeah, as far as those announcements go, that is one of the ones that does have me kind of concerned. The Batman thing is also a little bit not the not the Batman part two, but the Batman the Brave and the Bold with yeah. uh, Damian Wayne, Batman's son as the mm. as the Robin. I'm skeptical of bringing in a Robin at any point because you know it's 1997 Batman and Robin leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. And, <laughs> and ha ha having the idea of Batman, who I think works best as a loner, have a whole family around him, kind of takes away that. But yeah. but in the Damian Wayne thing going back is is a very modern, I think. Yeah. aspect of the, the da mythos. Damien's been around for about 10 years. It really goes back to your question from a moment ago about like, right. you know, there's, 
you know, obviously Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, uh, Tim Drake. You could get Stephanie Brown in there if you want to talk about yeah. previous Robins. But we've already had a billion, I guess, Batman movies raise a loner. So, I mean, you can mix it up, I guess. Yeah. And that's one reason why I'm glad to see this was because besides uh, Batman you know, Chris O'Donnell's too. run. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, there are there are a lot of people that still make the argument for a loner Batman. For Can't rain reasons. all the time. But yeah. the funny thing is that's a different movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing it's is comic book, though, is Batman's family is fucking massive mm-hmm. and, and and the robins are far from the majority of it and, i mean yeah. to go down a well, their last of, name is robin they're all they're <laughs> the all, robins it's, it's, <laughs> the robin family dick robin jason robin tim robin Stephanie wait no robin, i was Danny genuinely robin. asking i'm sorry <laughs> you were saying plural robins well, no no i mean i mean dick jason tim Stephanie, yeah all uh, the uh, Damien and the various yeah artists who but carry the, the mantle. Carrie Kelly, yes. if you want to go over to Dark Knight Returns. Um, okay, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I want to see oh that. Boy, I just had like a BBS. moment where I was like, did I not know any? Did I not know that? that- <laughs> but it's it's a challenge, and it's it's a, it's such a thing because I mean, the the legacy of the Robin mantle and the the characters and the individuals who've worn it is so dense at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you got in the comics, you mean, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, I was like, because not in movie form. No, yeah. no, in movie form, you have the Chris O'Donnell's two movies on screen, and, and then you Joseph Gordon-Levitt's off-screen murder, kind, of, kind yeah. of being Robin, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. or Joseph oh, yeah, Gordon-Levitt, sure, and then yeah. uh, you said Batman vs Superman, where they killed him off-screen, and. Zack Snyder confirmed that it was not Jason Todd; it was Dick Grayson that was killed. And yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Exactly. Understand yeah. I would have loved to if they would have announced a Batman and Robin movie with Jason Todd. Yeah. And it's not, and not even like, not he's not Red Hood yet. That hasn't happened yet. It's a couple movies. Just knowing, oh, that's down the line. Yeah. That would have been very ominous. There's but, somewhere to go with it that yeah. we know as, and, and that's been, that was the beauty when, when Nick Fury showed up at the end of Iron yes. Man. Every Marvel fan, yeah. who already loved the comics, turned to the guy next to them that hadn't seen Marvel and was like, "Oh, you don't know this is going to be this, a whole uh, thing. This means they're this. Gonna, they're going to do." this yeah yeah it would have been neat to see jason todd so that you yeah. can walk out and be like oh you don't even know for, mo- for most like people this. in the first couple movies he'd just be robin but yeah. then for us comic book fans and then whenever the and the, like, the big thing happens isn't he be kind, like, wow. he's kind of a dick huh oh you don't yeah know you don't even know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would have been good but i guess the damian wayne thing it probably has potential i just i'm, I'm a you know older person so i haven't read those books and that's the thing is is the dynamic with batman actually having his own son as robin does yeah. add a lot of unique storytelling elements right, right. so it but but again it's you know i'm a tim guy tim drake is my robin yeah so. i grew up with uh, uh the bat the new batman adventures the, the right they had batman the animated series and yeah. they revamped the the um uh the animation and, yep. and aged up the characters a little bit dick became nightwing and then they introduced tim drake tim drake and that was whenever i was a kid watching saturday saturday right. morning yeah. car- cartoons so for me yeah that's the bat family is is batman nightwing tim drake and then uh, Batgirl. Yeah. And, and that's, Terry McGinnis 30 years later. But now even imagine that, how all those people in the 90s felt who were Jason Todd fans. Who were yeah. Like, WTF. Right. Yeah, because he got cut out of that series entirely because yeah. it was too, well, it was too dark, too dark to kill. I say that it was too dark to kill him, but then they do kill uh, Tim Drake. Or not, they don't kill, but they psychologically torture Tim Drake in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. So, yeah, so they exactly. go back and forth on whether or not they want to kill Robin. Yeah. Mm. Man. That's a huge sidebar on. You know uh, what I don't go back and forth on? What's that? It's how much I want to see Super Mario Brothers. Me too. That, that that commercial is super fun. We should actually play just the little jingle part of that. Yeah. Because it's uh you know it's just such a a great great sort of audio callback. Mario Brothers and Plumbing's a game. We're not like the others who get all the fame. When you think he's in trouble, you could call us on the double. We're faster than the others. You'll be hooked <laughs> on the brothers. Thank you, Super Mario Bros. It seems like the only thing you haven't drained is my bank account. Love it. It's so weird seeing the Mario Brothers in 
America, like in New York and not in like the Mushroom Kingdom. It's yeah, so weird. Right. I don't and I don't like picture these guys having a normal life, but here they are. I like that there's going to be a little backstory to it. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it the, the world building they've done in this movie in the trailers has been a lot of fun to see. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to. And then, of course, you know, like you said, Zamp, this this isn't a new song. This was no. the. The song that Captain Lou Albano yeah, sang at the end of every episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show back in the nineties. I know that was the no, 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 that was the the intro. Oh, this the, the intro. end was the, the do, do the, the Mario. Mario. Yeah. Swing your arms from side to side. Don't do much else because you're Lou Albano. You, this is all you get from me. All right, I'm gonna swing my arms like this. Not a dancing man, uh, but yes, this was the intro song. Yeah, you're that's right. why he was Captain Lou, not dancing Lou Albano. <laughs> Captain, staying stationary, turning a wheel. Uh, oh man. I love the idea of dancing Lou Albano. That's pretty fun. So not uh, not just the um, not just building a world that is is true to the game, but incorporating some of the kind of you know pop culture of the Mario Brothers, and that's just it's neat to see. Yeah, where this, do you stand on this? On I the, still can't get over Chris Pratt as as Mario. Oh, he's terrible. That Listen. is a horrible choice. That yeah. is, and especially whenever the guy who voices uh, Mario, I believe, is still alive in the games. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, he, he is. could yeah. do yeah. the uh, role uh, theoretically. Charles Martin. Mar- yeah, Charles yes. Martin. Yeah, and he's still working. So like, you could do it with him. And but I bet also Jack Black as as Bowser and Anya Taylor Joy, who we'll the, all see in anything. I was uh, going to say the entirety of the rest of the casting. Luigi is good. Yeah, the rest of the cast. Casting and what they've done with the the um, loyalty to the visuals, yeah, yeah, has made me forgive the Chris Pratt decision. Okay, yeah. and I was one of the most vocally Against angry, it. yeah, because oh, yeah. I'm I'm on the you can't give Chris Pratt everything train. Yeah, it's just you can't. Yeah. he can't be everything. It's fucking insane. You're like Jesse in Breaking Bad. You're like, he can't keep getting away with it. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, he can't. Also, there's other things that he should stop doing. Um, if they make him young Indiana Jones, I will stop seeing the movies. Oh, 100. Wow. 100. I, I would cut out. Because, yeah, look, and I'm, I love Parks and Rec. I love <laughs> Guardians. I think his role in Parks and Rec is fucking amazing. Yeah. He does some of the best physical comedy I've seen in a long time. I will point out. We watched that entire Guardians trailer and then talked about it a little bit, and not once did any of us mention Chris Pratt. Nope. There's one shot in that scene, in that trailer, where it looks like he's very sad, and uh, like he's screaming. There's one where it I'm looks like, like what's going to uh, happen to him? There's one where it looks like um, uh, Nebula's is carrying, carrying his, him. his corpse. So what's yeah. Fingers crossed. I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like that's a fake out. I, 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 I agree. That's yeah. got that wouldn't be in the trailer. We hope he's dead. <laughs> Although I say that, but they've spoiled worse stuff in trailers. I remember they spoiled the ending to Batman versus Superman in. in the trailer did or they the, really the yeah. big monster anyways yeah. at the end oh. the fact that they team up the, the fact that batman and, and superman team up right. and batman versus superman was spoiled in the trailer i hate that decision to this day i noticed we also had a a, a um that same kind of pose like you talk about nebula holding chris uh or excuse me star lord uh we had it in the uh flash trailer with uh supergirl was holding somebody in her arms oh flying up towards the end yeah mm-hmm. so, hmm. i will say uh touching back on that one real quick uh i no! am super excited i'm doing it <laughs> i am super excited about supergirl uh Super cool. Will be cool. Looks cool. And uh, but I am a little concerned because it, it unless obviously I see the movie, but unless it, Flash and Batman are world are universe jumping, it suggests that maybe Batman and Supergirl are in the same universe. Oh, I hadn't considered that. And this has only caught my attention because somebody recently confirmed online that I um that Batman, <laughs> Michael Keaton's Batman and Christopher Reeve's Superman mm-hmm. are in the same universe. Or I guess when DC- you say confirmed, like what is that? 
like that, like that, DC, DC, like on the website said that yeah, this is okay. That, that's that those are the same universe. And I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it real quick and see if I can find what that was. I don't know if that's but, true or not, but that because that, that so that would mean that this. No, because Christopher Reeve already has a Supergirl in his universe, right? Yeah, that's right. That was the Helen. That's Helen Slater. So I, I, I think that my... And also my favorite part, not to derail too no, far, but good. my favorite part of that iteration of that Supergirl movie is like the classic 80s, 80s thing of like, okay, you showed up here from another world and you don't know what's going on and we need to make sure that people don't know that you're an alien. Um, so... You gotta go to high school. Yeah, <laughs> immediately enrolled in high school. <laughs> oh, okay, it was it was DC. Uh huh. DC confirmed it in a comic book in Dark Crisis Big Bang Number One, which is um, okay an offshoot of a recent crossover event that essentially rewrote all the universes. Okay. Well, so it's so. kind of like with Star Wars before uh, yeah. Disney acquired it. There's like G canon and there's these other canons. And then like only one that the movies acknowledges yeah. is George's canon. Yeah. None of this stuff is super important or, or really, especially. Well, if I mean, kind of dark crisis. Big yeah. bazinga. If we're trying to one. figure out what. Uh, so what I think is that uh, the Flash and uh, is going to hop from DC Snyderverse to yeah. m- the Tim Burton universe and then team up with Batman and then they'll hop together fr- to, will, to yeah. a third where no metahumans exist. Because he says I create. Well, Batman's not a metahuman. Correct. Oh, okay. Oh. Now I'm just thinking about He's all these just things. Regular old. Yeah, my so they parents get away died. with that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and just the, regular old orphan. Fascinating. And the one thing though, now that we're back on the Flash, though, I'm very curious or very skeptical of the idea of showing of the way they're lighting Batman in this movie. It's yeah. uh, he's not obscured in the shadows very much at all. Even in that shot in the, where they zoom in on him, which felt like such a Super Bowl shot, where yeah. it almost felt like a Super Bowl like commercial where he's about to whip out Doritos or something, you know, yeah. where it zooms in on him with the cape flapping in the background. But it was just very well lit and a little yeah. jokey where he's like, yeah. I'm Batman. And yeah. it's like, oh, I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. It's almost like he rolled his fucking eyes. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. I swear to let's God, not, it felt oh. like he was like, ugh. Yeah. I'm I wanted fucking, to bring up. I'm, yeah, I'm Batman. Did you guys see Birdman? No, yeah. not yet. You I saw Birdman? Uh, the Michael Keaton. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Great rewatch this year, considering that I movie. I haven't rewatched it. I've only seen I'm it I'm going once. to at some point, but it's a great rewatch, considering it's that he's wild. doing the one thing he didn't want to do in that film, where he, that movie is all about that a, character. an aging yep. superhero r- trying to branch out and failing to do so, or mm-hmm. seemingly failing yeah. to do so. So it's a little bit that is little very, meta. Yeah, that is little very meta. interesting. But yeah, yeah. The, pa- the Flash, I will see. Yeah. Should probably wrap it up. Should we do some picks and plugs? Let's do it. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, uh, we just recently had uh, artist Zach Raw on the show. Yep. Um, just wanted to give him a shout out and a thank you for the awesome prints that I got from him that are now uh, gracing our studio and uh, got them framed and hung up. Got and- our Waffle Warrior and his uh, fantastic take on uh, Oklahoma's own Garth Brooks. <laughs> and and we may or may not be a serial killer. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, where are the bodies, Garth? Um, yeah, so shout out to Zach. Thank you so much for hooking me up with those. We really appreciate it. Uh, glad we could, uh, do have some, you know, some support. And, uh, other than that, Hilton, what do you got? Uh, do you want to push to the Starlight Comedy Night, second Friday of every month? We're going to have a lineup for you in March real soon. I can't wait to tell you that that one. You're going to like it. Oh, uh, aside from that, uh, make sure you're checking out the shows on the OLA Ministries Network. Besides Podcasting to Perfection, the People vs. Paper podcast, uh, we've enjoyed sitting down with my mom to talk about <laughs> stories with mom. She tells some weird and crazy and wild stories from growing up. Uh, last episode, we talked a little bit about her time at Woodstock. Uh, we talked a little wow. bit about her time growing up horseback riding, including learning uh, that she used to ride on property owned by the King of Albania. Excuse me? Yeah, in, in, in rural New York. 
The king wow. of Albania. King Zog the first. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Zod? Zog, exactly. King, <laughs> the Flash Zog. went back, and King wow. Zog... He uh, messed up the timeline pretty bad. <laughs> right? And now so Mom, he's just like... Uh, King of Albania is like, I got a spot in in New York, in rural New <laughs> yep, York. He was just chilling in New York after he was You want to go to my pad in New York? <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. But, but my liege, we're in Albania. <laughs> yeah. You're the king of Albania. Why would you need to? You're the king here. Yeah. You got the whole the whole joint. He's like, yeah, but sometimes you just got to get away. Got to get away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like a work thing. I don't want to be around my work. You know? Yeah. You can't take it with you. Uh, what else? Uh, that's about it. No so, picks. Uh, picks this week, man. I'm gonna push to the film fan club. Oh, I love that. That's so, great. Thank so, you. So where can we find it? Oh, you can find it at YouTube.com/slash/TheFilmFanClub. That's where I do my uh, the aforementioned late night style comedy show. It, it, uh, the time slot is Monday nights at 10:30 p.m. Central uh, Time, and I am uh, also on Twitter and Instagram at Samuel D. Carico. And I wanted to mention. Oh, and the podcast feed as well. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, plug that enough. We got a podcast feed. You can find all the links at anchor.fm slash the film fan club. But wherever you're listening to this right now, chances are you could probably find my show as a podcast. I know some people like to listen to it uh, in the car. Oh, uh, nice. Big, big video coming out February 27th. Star Wars. Uh, Why I hate my favorite franchise, a Star Wars story. Part two. Awesome. But it's 45 minutes long. It's a sequel to part one. Yeah. And obviously, as the title would imply, and it, it covers solo, a Star Wars story, uh, Rise of Skywalker, a little bit of before that time and a little bit of where we are now with the Star Wars movies. So that's a big, big video that I worked on. I'd love it if anybody checks it out. It's going to be it. Yeah. It's going to be exclusively on the YouTube channel. So that's YouTube.com. You said when the was the premiere? That is Monday, uh, 1030 p.m. Central. Uh, sorry, Monday, February 27th at 1030 p.m. Central time on YouTube.com slash the film fan club. Again, it'll be a YouTube exclusive, but nice. all my other shows are also all my other shows are on uh, podcast platforms. And you Heard. said that's part two. Part one of why I hate my favorite franchise uh, is all about uh, it's it's a couple of the other more recent. Yeah, Star Wars so movies. I did it. Uh, it was a 10 year retrospective. I cover the first five years of Disney owning Lucasfilm in um, uh, part one, which yeah. broadly from 27 or sorry, 2012 uh, uh, to 2017 through the release of the last Jedi mm -hmm. and this one picks up with the, the 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 development hell of I'm sure you guys remember there's a lot of director drama in 2017 yep. for Star Wars so this picks up there takes us through solo a Star Wars story through the development of the rise of Skywalker the rise of Skywalker and then the aftermath and then I briefly touch on the shows so it's a right. between the two video it's a, between the two it's an hour and 45 minutes of yeah. everything Star Wars the last 10 years. So. The first one is extremely thorough. I, I watched you. that uh, and it's really good. And what I really enjoy about it is, is it doesn't, it doesn't j jump into judgment calls. It's just a, a thorough analysis and critique. And, and, it's, and it's all my opinion. You know, exactly. a lot of people like to be like, oh, these are objective faults in the movies. I sometimes, if I am being flippant, will will say I'm always right and things like that. But yeah. it's all oh, in yeah, good yeah. fun. It's yeah. all, you know, it's all subjective. And here's why. But the thing is, is Last Jedi changed the way that I, not to go on about this too long, but Last Jedi can't change the way I consume media. You know, but whenever I saw The Force Awakens, I was like, Star Wars movie. I love Star Wars. I will watch it. I will probably like it. Yeah. Did the same thing with Rogue One. Rogue One's still a really good movie. The Last Jedi, though, I just couldn't stomach, and I had a hard time figuring out why, yeah. and I've finally done it, so I'm very proud of this. these two videos. The The Last Jedi is... It, it, it's, it's, it's not a great Star Wars movie, but it's a decent MCU film. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of my takeaway looking back on it is like there are scenes in that that I would have and, and I don't there's whole segments of that that I'm not okay with but 
um, the whole Finn and Rose plot. I really like the part where Luke Skywalker tries to kill his nephew in his sleep. <laughs> I think you say that in the video yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, The guy that's, who tried, who, the guy who redeemed his father after his father committed genocide. And and that's one of the things that I liked about your video is you broke it down in very simple terms like that that I hadn't really considered before. Because just not to dive too into this, but the Last <laughs> Jedi does dive deep into the emotional struggle that right. Luke had. Right. And you were just like. Yeah, wasn't he trying to save his dad? And now he's trying to kill his nephew. And you can get there. I'm saying, if you would have gotten, to, uh, did a whole trilogy of Star Wars sequels where you end with Luke becoming like that, and then maybe work build him back up from there. And somebody put it in in great uh, terms. Like the thing is, you with Batman versus Superman, you built Batman back up after that. After you tore him down, you built him back up. Yeah, Luke, Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi is you know, uh, 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 deconstructed as a character, but in my opinion, broken down and then they kill him, you know? Yeah. So it's just yep. like, there's no opportunity for redemption there. Yeah. And I hate that movie so much. So if you want to know why you, uh, there's two videos on yeah. YouTube, but, but yeah, great, great video. The first part was great. Definitely looking forward to the second part. Thank you so much. If you, um, if you had to pick, what would you say is, uh, one of the best non superhero or star Wars movies that you've seen in the last year or so? Um, well, that's a little bit of a spoiler. Like a, like I a have, regular movie. In the la like the best movie of 2022 is I'm doing a video March 6th uh, oh. that's going to come out. It's the best of 2022, but I will list off a couple. Oh, hang on. I mean, if, if we can edit this part out, I'm going to pull up my list one second. Oh, sure. We don't have to edit oh, yeah. it. Now we don't edit Oh, shit love out. that. I love that. You're like, I'm not editing. So I'll go from, because it's my top five is okay. that video. So to preview that, I'll go from 10 through six, if that's okay. So yeah, I sure. love Babylon, the, Holly the movie about Hollywood. Okay, uh, yeah. Margot Robbie and mm -hmm. uh, God, I have no idea who else was in it, but yeah. Margot Robbie is really good in that film. It's it is three 10. hours long. Um, uh, Barbarian is number nine. I don't know if Ooh, you've seen Barbarian. It was a horror film. It was I, so good. It was very good. Tar number eight is Tar. Uh, it's a bi it's not a biopic, but it's a character piece about uh, Lydia Tar, who is a conductor, and it's a it's a Me Too story, and it's okay. a little bit different because she's a woman, uh, a lesbian woman who gets Me Tooed, mm. and and mm. It, 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 the way it approaches her uh, her uh, her character without. Uh, without judgment, but also a little bit of judgment. You know, it's a, it's a very interesting. It was a very interesting character study. Number seven is the menu. I love the menu. And okay. number six is X. I don't know if you've seen X, but it was also a horror film. I um, haven't heard of that one. A yeah. bunch of kids are making a porno in a barn, and the people who own the property try to kill them. Yeah. As Did you, you see uh, see how they run? I did. Yeah, it was okay. What? It was a murder mystery, right? Yeah. It was fine. It was fine. That's kind of what I thought <laughs> yeah. about it. I was like, it was worth watching. It was, but... I have AMC A list, so I'll go like regularly uh, just to see what's, and that's the perfect thing for that. Like, I would never pay for it right. otherwise, but since I, since it's watched there, it on sure. HBO. Yeah, yeah I watched pretty it pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the menu was also, but that was my number uh, seven or whatever, and that was really good. I probably should be higher on my list. Uh, uh, we re, I rewatched um, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's on oh, HBO. Great movie. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that was worth a rewatch. Was such a insane story. Nice. Um, okay, uh, plugs. Um, see me do comedy soon, maybe. More Stay shows tuned. are coming. Stay <laughs> tuned, idiots. I'm just kidding. I love you. Now that's a plug. Um, a, a newer, exciting plug. Uh, Max News, Maximum News, your antithesis to Newsmax and OAN and all things lunatic right wing. Um, we'll be back um, with big changes coming. 
Um, we have a new co-host. Uh, Toby Morton will still be on the show um, anytime he is available, um, but scheduling just got to a point where it was just too difficult for us to try and do a regular show. Um, so I've been nothing, there. nothing happened nefarious. There was no uh, behind-the-scenes drama or anything like that. It was he, literally purely a scheduling he's issue. He's doing a lot of work taking on he, the, the nutbags on his own, too. That's so, most yeah. of what the issues are, is that he's doing so much of that, yeah. it's hard for him to take the time away. So he'll he'll jump on whenever he's able to, uh, but we will introduce a brand new co-host that I'm super excited uh, for you guys to meet, a friend of the show. He's been on before, but you're going to have to fucking listen to find out who it is. That's a tease. So take that. Uh, but yeah, Max News will be back um, within the next two weeks with new shows. Uh, so look forward to that. And um, picks. Uh, what did I... Man, I had a pick and I freaking lost it. Yeah. Watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Do it. That's a good one. Sam, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys thank you for so much. Me. Check out uh, the Film Fan Club on all of the platforms, including podcasts and YouTube. Yes. And follow yeah. Sam on all the social medias. You said it was Sam D. Samuel D. Carico. Full name Samuel Samuel D. I like I like the, how it dis, how it sounds distinguished. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I had a single syllable last name, I would use my middle initial because it's J, and I would be Michael J. <laughs> My, Michael J. Zampino doesn't have the same ring as Michael J. Fox. Hilton M. Price. Have you ever done Michael J. Z? Michael J. Z. Ooh, then I could be Jay Z. Exactly. Turn mm. me up in my headphones. Turn me up. Turn me you up. You put that on a poster, and then people will come and be very disappointed. And then I can yeah. play off two rappers because my my handle's Childish Zampino. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Childish Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Thanks again, Sam. And, Pleasure, guys. Uh, Hilton. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Bye. Take it from me.